Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Absolute Radio podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Now, we know what's in this show because we've just recorded it. I hate to build up the excitement, but genuinely, I think this is one of the best ones we've ever done. I think it has been one of the best ones we've done from lockdown. Just for sheer excitement and drama in games and great guest action as well. It's, it's had it all. I have to say the guest today energised me. I was buzz- I'm was i still buzzing from it. It yeah. really... Not that talking to you didn't cheer me up, or that I even needed cheering <laughs> but up. I don't but... really leave people buzzing. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, that. he really just... He's oh, a... what a guy. Yeah, what a breath of fresh air he was, wasn't he? He was fantastic. So last week we brought you Matt Letizia. This week, we should tell you really, we've got David Prutton, who was a star for Nottingham Forest and Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday, and is now uh, a fantastic TV presenter for Sky Sports. And was just so full of beans. Yes. What a lovely guy. What a very intelligent guy. He sounds like he's doing really well for himself. And fully deserving of this new career as a TV presenter on Sky Sports. He's doing very well. As well as props, we've got my sports news, own goals, and the latest incredible twists and turns in the life of Ronaldinho. (laughs) Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I'm in my flat. Dyson's in his house. Dyson, how are you? I'm okay, thank you, Fordy. I've been doing this a long time now, so it's all just, it's like normal life for me, uh, coming into the uh, dining room and talking to you over Saturday. And what fun we're having. (laughs) Well, I hope you are. Um, that, That wasn't sarcastic. I genuinely am having fun. Yeah, it did sound a bit sarcastic, mate, to be honest. I think everything I say sounds sarcastic. I, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't being sarcastic. This is fun. Excellent. Well, it's fun for me as well. Um, now, usually on a Saturday, when we have football, you would give us a preview of the Red Hot Premier League action set to the grandstand theme tune. There is no yes. Red Hot Premier League action. So what's your no. preview about today? Um, well, it's sort of food-based. <laughs> Excellent. It's a great start. What yeah. do you mean food-based? Could, could, could um, you be more specific? Well, uh, it's, uh, it's like a sort of food diary of my week. <laughs> this is great. You know what I, I think? This is a good idea. <laughs> people say, oh, you know, some of the things we've changed during the lockdown will endure afterwards. I think this yeah. is going to be one of those things. I think every Saturday now people are going to want... <laughs> Matt Dyson's talk about the games. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Wait and see how you, what you think of it first. Well, here we go. To give us his rundown and his own personal food diary, it's Matt Dyson. <laughs> yes, we are clearly starting to run out of things to talk about over the grandstand music on lockdown rock and roll football. Uh, so here is a, a rundown of the top five meals of the week in the Dyson household. Food has taken on added significance at a time where there's nothing else to do. Cookery has replaced football for some as a pastime to obsess about during the old pandemic. The online shop, if you're lucky enough to get a slot, is like lining up your fantasy football squad. The keeper, uh, the squash, the choice for the week of squash. We've gone for supermarket-owned brand pineapple and orange this week. Controversial (laughs) choice. Sometimes opting for the more flair in the goalkeeper position with Vimto, which is more of a rare treat. Ditto Ribena. Uh, The five at the back, obviously, your five five a day, your five fruit and veg. Then we've got the more luxury players in the midfield. Three midfielders, uh, the crisps. Across the middle, we had uh, Walker's Salt and Vinegar, solid performing veteran of the game. What's it? The Paul Scholes of the snack world. (laughs) 
and the, the real flair player, the big money signing uh, from the States in January, uh, Cheetos Twisted Flaming Hot, the new oh. king of crisps. They're so good. Uh, they've got a, they've basically got a free roll in my squad and uh, often get the captain's armband. The front two are made up of biscuits, of course. <laughs> Golden Crunch Creams is one of the first names on the team sheet for me every week. And their strike partner this week is the Humble Blue Riband. Unfancied at this level by many, but having a real renaissance under my management of late. In terms of main dinnertime fixtures, we had a roast leg of lamb on Super Sunday, behind closed doors, obviously. Uh, then there was no let-up on that investment from the chairman. Uh, Tuesday night, lamb and vegetable broth with pearl barley that my wife made very nice. And then I made a lamb curry with the leftovers on Thursday. We take each meal as it comes. Uh, some are... Some some of the less glamourable dinnertime clashes featured frozen pizza. Domino's sadly don't deliver to my village as it's apparently too remote. I, I know it's tragic, isn't it? And the classic one will be reliving for years to come. My cheesy pasta. Any type of dry pasta will do. Your rigatonis, your penne's, your fusions. <laughs> Solid Italian flair mixed with some grated cheddar, parmesan and some spoons of Philadelphia. It's my rock and roll football <laughs> food diary. In the absence of any actual games we're really scraping the barrel now and it's live yes <laughs> amazing matt matt and you rock and roll football dyson i'm still buzzing off your food diary particularly as because <laughs> it was easter week wasn't it have you still got yeah. any easter eggs left uh, no, 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 mine is all gone. The kids have still got a few little smarty eggs, sort of tiny little egg things left, but that's about it. We've gone through it all. What about you? You had about 10, didn't you? I bought myself five Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. um, I've eaten two of the eggs, all of the contents, and yesterday was the first day I didn't have any Easter egg chocolate, and I had a splitting headache. Oh, <laughs> I no. I got withdrawal symptoms, yeah. yeah. Wow. It was like train spotting, but with chocolate. I need another hit, man. <laughs> well, you're showing great restraint here by only having two. I thought you would have demolished all five in about a day. But there was so much other chocolate. I mean, it was it was it was the sort of miscellaneous that you, your caramax, your munchies, oh, your yes. smarties, yeah. everything yeah. else. Yeah. Just been yeah, tearing dangerous. through it. Bags of things, bags of Milky Bar buttons. Oh wow! You have basically regressed into childhood and just sat around <laughs> in a room covered in forest posters eating Milky Bar buttons. Yeah, it's not your flat's like a, the chocolate version of Mother Superior's flat. An <laughs> 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 absolute mess. I tell you what, though, football-wise, last Sunday, did you watch the England-West Germany-Italian oh, 90 I replay? I did. Yes, I did. What a game. I loved it so much. I, I tell loved you what watching... was incredible. Was, I watched it in... I've got an Italian 90 replica kit, so I watched it in oh, my yes. shirt. Oh, yes. Yes, nice. England were amazing. So good. We really could have easily deserved. won it. And that's we, not how I remember it. No, we really deserved it to, to win. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I was like 13 at the time, so I've got very vague memories of it. And obviously because of the Forest players, Des Walker and Stuart Pearce and that playing, it was quite a very sad moment for a young a young me. Uh, so it was nice to relive it. I loved watching the punditry because I thought, you know, they'll show the game. But we won't get to see the actual punditry at half time. So Terry Venables, Jimmy yeah. Hill with his massive specs chatting away. It was it was really like going into a time portal, wasn't it? To see all that from such a long time ago. 
It was incredible. That was almost the most enjoyable thing about it. The game flew by and was a really good game of football. Oh, it did, yeah. But yeah. some of the stuff they said, firstly, they were so partisan, it was incredible. Yeah. But the yeah, bit no. where Trevor Brookings, so Gazza's kind of like <laughs> mouthing off, and Trevor Brookings is, well, I hope the referee can't speak Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of trouble. Like, what? Uh, that's it. I hope the referee can't understand Geordie. I hope the referee can't <laughs> understand Geordie. Like, what the are you doing? Abuse coming out of his mouth <laughs> on the BBC. That's unbelievable. Isn't it? And Motson as well. Go. You have to say, even though Gascoigne may have caught him, the way the German players are reacting, throwing themselves around. Yeah, it yeah. was so. What I mean, they were kind yeah. of right, but oh yes. my word. Yeah, and at one point, I think Motti had to. He said, "I'm sorry if this sounds slightly biased, but um, we are, you know, we but are." These dirty, <laughs> these dirty German robots. They need to be shown a thing or two. <laughs> well, it's not just the BBC, of course, who've been bringing you a dose of retro football action. We've been doing it for weeks, and today is no exception because throughout the show from three o'clock, we'll be updating you on some of the greatest last games of the season. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, we had so many suggestions on social media through our Twitter feed at RNR Football about which four games in British football history have been the best last games of the season. I mean, there are too many to choose from, aren't there, Matt? Yes. So, I mean, often it's there's so much at stake uh, going down, going up. Uh, staying in a division, there's a lot at stake, a lot of permutations on the last day, so it might be quite a complex one today, but it's going to be entertaining. It is indeed. So we've chosen, we we got a special panel together, we assembled an elite panel, and we've gone for Manchester City versus QPR in 2012, Glasgow Rangers against Hibernian in 2005, it was known as Helicopter Sunday, and what have you got, Matt? Uh, and we've also gone for the classic Arsenal away at Anfield, Liverpool in 89, where they had to win by two goals, two clear goals to win the title that season. It was, seemed like an unbelievable feat all on the last game. And uh, and then we have the uh, quite a few people just tweeting us saying, Jimmy Glass. <laughs> not sure. I'm not sure what they're saying about him, obviously, because the game hasn't started yet. But he does appear to feature in this uh, Carlisle versus Plymouth Argyle game, uh, which is uh, from 1999. And odd that people are mentioning him because he's a goalkeeper. I know, yeah. I I don't know. Who knows what he's going to get up to? We'll find out later. (laughs) We certainly will. Four classic end of season finales City versus QPR, Carlisle against Plymouth, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Rangers against Hibs, all coming up on Rock and Roll Football. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Of course, we're all wondering when real football, not real, well, yeah, real football is going to actually go. The games we're featuring today are real games. They're just historic. Yeah. All desperate for football to come back, which is why we're watching Uh. these old games. We're reveling in these classic matches. Now, you may remember last week we updated you on what was happening in Scotland and and the plot has thickened. They're all waiting on Dundee to vote. What a mess. (laughs) Now, Dundee have voted in favour of the motion that effectively for the Championship League 1 and League 2 in Scotland ends the season and the leagues are as they finish, basically, which means their rivals, Dundee United, get promoted. So that was a big, to be fair, decision for Dundee to take. Rangers are now seeking legal action. I mean, this is part of the problem is... If the games can't finish, I think there is a sense that people go, well, you just leave the league as it is. You can't just, like, cancel the league. But obviously, Rangers can't be seen to be handing the league to Celtic. No. I imagine that's the problem. 
I mean, yeah. my, in my very basic understanding of the old firm, I don't think those two like each other, do they, Dice? No, no, they don't traditionally. And I suppose Rangers have got the money, they've got the financial backing to do this whole, whole legal action, where the smaller clubs really haven't, have they, up in Scotland? So, I mean, yeah, I suppose someone's going <laughs> someone's got to complain about it, but it, se- it seems to be the fairest way of ending it, doesn't it? Just to stop where you are. You know what? No you know what it feels it. like to me, it's having watched a quiz all week about Major yes. Charles oh, England yeah. and, and Chris so Tarrant. This feels like this will end up in some sort of courtroom drama. Yes, where it's Rangers oh, yes, against it Celtic will. in court. Oh yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? The ultimate old firm. <laughs> where it's, it's now a legal challenge. I mean, it's just incredible. So, um, Rangers have said no fair-minded person can take their resolution outcome seriously. It's proper, like, this is serious. Yeah, serious talk. This could, so it could go on. I mean, it may delay the start of next season if the legal wranglings are still going on, you know, if football ever does return. Um, in, the, in, in England, it sounds like it's going to be, they're talking about behind closed doors, but even that's apparently nowhere near guaranteed uh, because they've, got, they've basically got to test everyone before they can do anything. The thing is, though, with behind closed doors, at least... At least then there'll be something on telly. Yes, it'll that's be it. weird, yeah. but then just show a load, just like every day, just loads of games. And it could be like a World Cup we have in like three games a day. I think that's what they're going to do, could, isn't it? In the, in like the championship, but like stagger the <laughs> kickoff time so that you can watch yeah. three live games a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you oh. know, on them um, Boxing Day. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When all, Amazon like, was showing them, like you could watch about five games because yeah. they all staggered. Uh, they stagger them great. in weird five past eight kickoffs and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Hey, we'll, we can do rock and roll football the whole day. We do a 12-hour show covering all the games on Absolute Radio. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? That is simultaneously a great and awful idea. <laughs> yeah, or we could just watch them at home, of course. Yeah, just watch them at <laughs> home relax. with a load of chocolate. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's been great seeing the positive work that football and footballers have been doing, and everyone's been doing, of course, but this is a football show, uh, during the lockdown and during the crisis to help other people. Danny Rose has been incredible. He donated £19,000 to the North Middlesex University Hospital. That's where they helped him recover from his injury. And he donated it secretly, Dyson. Ah, yes. Yeah, and he he bought all the pizzas, didn't he? Did he spend that whole amount of money on pizzas? Because that seems like there might be too many pizzas, even for a full hospital, surely. Speak for yourself, mate. I reckon I could eat 19 grand's worth of pizzas in a night. But <laughs> 19 he, he... grand's worth of Domino's. Imagine <laughs> the two amount of things. dip. <laughs> two separate <laughs> things, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half of that was a nice nerve. It's a nice thing for a, for a, for a, for an England fullback to do. It's a very nice gesture, perhaps slightly nicer than what Carl Walker did with his. <laughs> yes, know, Carl nice Walker, whose party shall not be named. <laughs> another um, England fullback. Yeah, Danny it's, Rose it's, has taken a very different approach. Nineteen two grand ways to a hospital that crisis. Him. Yeah, well done. And you're right. On top of that, on top of the nineteen grand, so the nineteen grand was a donation. On top of that, he sent them hundreds of Domino's pizzas for the staff. Wow, lovely stuff. I mean, if I if I worked at that hospital, I would lock myself in a room with at least twelve of those pizzas. Hundreds, the hundreds. Are, I mean, how do you put in the order if you're Danny Rose? Hello, mate. Is that Domino's? Yeah, you're still delivering. Yeah, can I have uh, pepperoni passion? Yeah, hundred of those, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not finished yet. No, no, no I'm not finished yet. Hundred veggie sizzler, and uh, no, no, no. There's more. Yeah, yeah. Hundred mighty meaty. Um, any deals on? Right, free dessert. Yeah, so I'll have a 300 <laughs> Ben and Jerry's ice creams as well, mate. Imagine no, no, that, that should I'm... be it. Yeah, cheers, mate. 
Imagine wait, how, the, the wait time on that. It must have been ages. They're watching the clock tick down on the Domino's app. We're going to take oh, the tracker. Taking about, the tracker must have taken about five hours. Uh, yes, yeah, some of them are in the oven now. Some of them, you might have to wait a while, though. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Rock and roll football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Um, even though there's been no live football on, there's some incredible stories. It's like football's got more mad in lockdown, Dyson. Yeah, people are coming out with stories that you've never heard before or you may have missed at the time uh, that are very interesting. It's time that we you know, plumb new depths of what people are up to in their football careers. There's a great story this week about Ian Wright told about Roy Keane. So they'd agreed to meet for lunch. Wright is just two minutes late. Roy Keane's already left the restaurant and says that because he was two minutes late, that's why he'd never make it at Man United. <laughs> that's unbelievable, isn't it? Because it was when they, they were working as pundits at the time, weren't they? And so they, they'd arranged to meet up. And, I mean, two minutes late, to me, doesn't really seem like... Uh, I don't think that almost... It doesn't give you time to leave the restaurant. You've got mm. to give them at least a minute. <laughs> I'd say give them five minutes and then mm. leave. But he's left after, like, one minute, that means. It's ridiculous. I think it is disrespectful to keep people waiting. I'm always early, so that then when the clock strikes, whatever time it is, you should be there at that point. And if you're not... Bang on. Yeah. It's a, you it's a know slight why. on me and my family. Yeah, wow. Can you take the hardline Roy Keane uh, stance on this? Then? Oh, I am. I, I am Keno in this scenario. I've, I've got wow. a mate who is always late. Or just always. Yeah. Always, always mm. late. Um, well, if you know they're always late, that's fine then, isn't it? Because then you just say, well, he'll be five minutes late, so I'll just meet him then. You should have just No, 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 because it's on match days or gigs. I've missed the start of gigs. I've missed the oh, starts no. of football matches because oh, I'm the one stood outside on. the pub with the tickets. Exactly. That's but not he's, on. Um, He's called Pete. He's a very good friend of mine. But his brother got so annoyed with him being late all the time. His nickname became Ten Past Pete. <laughs> Ten Past Pete is a great. What nickname. a great nickname! Yeah, amazing. Here he is, old Ten Past Pete. <laughs> but, but to be fair to Righty though, because uh, when he used to do this show, Rock and Roll Football, he, he was often. Let's say he arrived a couple of minutes later than the time he was due to arrive. Like yeah. Mainly, and he, he's often he often took him a while to park his sports car in Golden Square and then pay for the parking on that. That always took him a lot of time. But he gets harassed by fans wherever he goes. So I think ah, part yes. of this is because he was always like a couple of minutes late because there's people outside asking him to sign stuff, getting pictures with him. So maybe that explains why he's just a couple of minutes late for Roy Keane's lunch meeting. I don't think it's the end of the world, and no one dares ask Roy Keane for a picture or to get to sign anything today so that is so it. true the, the, the two men have completely different relationships to the public and that will have yes. affected their arrival times yes that's what i think yeah i mean it is i thought it was a little bit fair play for you know it's fair enough for roy Keane to be annoyed but when he's saying that's why you'd never made it at man united that seems like a weird extra like level of analysis yeah. that's not required you're wearing hard socks righty you want to win the fa cup with that attitude <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're wearing a hat indoors. Good together. luck winning the Champions League with that attitude. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I love this part of the show. It's time for own goals. Oh, and the back pass! It's an own goal. Well, you can send us in your own personal own goals from the week. Tweet them to at RNR Football for next weekend's show. Uh, Dyson, you got one there from Emery in Oxford. 
That's right. Yeah, it's like a radio version of Danny Baker's own goals and gaffes videos. <laughs> it's like that, but uh, from your real life. Uh, yeah, Emma says, uh, since being in lockdown, I've been baking cakes, bread, biscuits, and lots of other delicious food. I've also put on seven pounds. <laughs> That's a worrying thing. You do need to get out for that that one uh, one piece of exercise a day to, if you're baking that much. And then she says, luckily, I have run out of flour and I can't get it anywhere. <clears throat> so the so it's sort of going to work in her favour. This because there is a flour drought on at the moment. The mills can't the mills can't grind enough of the stuff. It's like <laughs> flying off the shelves. So at the start of the uh, lockdown, it was like toilet rolls, wasn't it? Then I think there was there was an egg drought for a while for some people. Now it's flour, flour. People can't get their hands on it. I had no idea. I mean, how much has she been baking? I mean, flour comes in massive bags. How much are you baking if you're running out of flour? I know. Well, yeah, she's getting through a lot. She's making a lot. She's eating a lot. There must be someone with a massive stash of flour, big white piles of of the white powder on their on their desk, sitting back like, like Scarface. Scarface. <laughs> yeah, <the> scar- <laughs> Paul Hollywood probably. Paul Hollywood got it all. He's the Scarface of the bakery world. Laugh-face. Say hello to my little. Say hello to my little bun. <laughs> Simon Stewart got in touch. He said, uh, me and this other lad, Martin, worked at Boots in Barnsley. One day, this gorgeous woman walks in, and I said, now, I need to be clear with listeners here, I have changed the wording, (laughs) because Simon's tweet was unbroadcastable. But anyway, (laughs) I said to him, she's very pretty, and Martin said, that's my sister. (laughs) Oh, no. What a gaff! What an own goal. (laughs) But I suppose, in a way, at least it was a compliment. Yes, although, yeah, I mean, the way the you've original said tweet he said was... it, <laughs> the way you've said he said it is a compliment. The other way wasn't so complimentary. Oh, I suppose it was, but uh, it not very nicely said. No, and, and not the sort of compliment, really, that's politically correct. Um, no. But in this version, see, I've done what Hollywood would have done, not Paul Hollywood, yeah. The, um, yeah. The, the, the sort of film <laughs> zone, and have um, made it a nicer version. Yes. I've given it quite a romantic edge. Oh, what a lovely own goal that was. Keep them coming. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's like a spectacular own goal. That's like lobbing your keeper from the edge of the box. Like It's still an <laughs> yes, own goal, it but it, actually it's a great one. You'd get a round of applause for it. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's a last game of the season special here on Rock and Roll Football. Over the last few weeks, we've done great European nights, FA Cup finals, League Cup finals, all sorts. Uh, and this weekend, we're doing those final games of the season when things get decided. So we've chosen some absolute classics. City against QPR in 2012. Arsenal against Liverpool in 89. When the two top teams were fighting it out on the last game of the season. I don't think that's happened since. Uh, Helicopter Sunday in Scotland in 2005. Uh, Rangers versus Hibs. And Carlisle United versus Plymouth Argyle. Um Back in 1999. And we can sound the air horn in 2005. Oh. Because... And it's not in a game we're covering, but it affects one of the games we're covering. Celtic have scored in the 29th minute. They're playing Motherwell. Chris Sutton has scored. So if things stay as they are in 2005 in Scotland, that means Celtic, not Rangers, will win the league. It's already got to a thrilling start, Matt Dyson. What a goal from Chris Sutton. I reckon that guy might one day become to be a, go on to become a really annoying pundit in the media. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I can sort of, something about his goal celebration that gives it away. <laughs> up, up there with Robbie Savage he'll be, I reckon. Uh, but yeah, one exciting start. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. 
Sound the air horn in 2012 because Manchester City have gone 1-0 up at home to QPR. United were winning 1-0 and were two points clear. But that City goal means as it stands, they're a point clear at the top of the table and may win their first ever Premier League title. Oh, it's a thriller, Dyson. Yeah, very exciting. Great goal by Pablo Zabaleta. Presumably, yeah, Noel Gallagher was in the crowd for this, wasn't he? He's always in the crowd at these big Man City occasions. He was at this game. I didn't right, I was there, right? <laughs> I was there with Johnny Marr, right? I remember Zabaleta scoring, right? I turned to Johnny Marr, right? And I do remember this, by the way. I remember saying to him, I don't think this is the only goal we're going to see today, you know what I mean? I remember saying, I think QPR might do something here. You know, he looked to me like I was gone out. You know, but time will tell. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not even sure that sounds like him anymore. It does, it does. Does it? It's great, it's great. He's kind I've of easy now. So he's much. sort of, it's Noel Gallagher in isolation with a, it sounds like a bit of a yeah. cold. Well, maybe he's calmed down a bit, you know, while he's been in isolation. He's not as, as edgy, you know, as, as much attitude from him. That's exactly what it is. I'd, I'd, I'd adjusted it. I'd made it even more topical. There'll be live updates from Noel uh, throughout the afternoon on that Man City QPR game. And of course, we've got Carlisle, Plymouth, Arsenal, Liverpool and Rangers hit. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Sound the air horn again in 2012. You're not going to believe this. City were 1-0 up and top of the league. QPR, don't forget, might need a result here to stay in the Premier League. And they've equalised. Cissé has scored for QPR. It's incredible, Dyson. Wow, this was not part of the plan. This was not part of the plan at all. Uh, Noel Gallagher is watching the game for us. Uh, Noel, what on earth is happening? Right, I said to Johnny Marr there'd be another goal, right? And Cissé, you know what I mean? I ask you, you know, he is a great player, but I am gutted, you know. I did not see this coming. (laughs) Crazy hair. Thank you very much, Noel. (laughs) Great having Noel Gallagher as a a matchday correspondent. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder what other pop stars we could get involved. Basically, ones you can do their impression of, I suppose, uh, an impression of them. Uh, yes, maybe just Noel and Liam, although given what happened last time I did a Liam Gallagher impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about that. Maybe just Noel. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I don't know how to break it to you, but it's a triple air horn situation we've got on our hands here, Britain. <laughs> In 89-99 and 2005, let's go to 89 and 99 first. Matt Dyson, update the world, please. Yes, it is the final match of the season in the first division. Liverpool against Arsenal, the two top teams. Arsenal have come here needing to win by two goals to clinch the title. It was a huge ask. George Graham, uh, they normally they normally come up the night before away games and stay in a hotel, but George Graham decided to travel up on the day on co- on a coach because he didn't want a, uh, too much hype to be built up around. It didn't get, want the players to get too stressed out. And that appears to be working at this stage because in the 52nd minute, Alan Smith has scored for Arsenal their 1-0 up at Anfield and they just need one more goal to clinch the title. And if not, Liverpool wins. So if it stays Arsenal 1, Liverpool 0, yes, Liverpool will Liverpool win the league. Win. It's just incredible. And in 1999, Carlisle against Plymouth. Yes, uh, down at the bottom of Division 3. Carlisle playing to stay in the Football League and it is not a good start because Lee Phillips has scored for Plymouth Argyle. At the moment, Carlisle are doomed and Plymouth are winning. 
in 2005 on what uh, may well be known as Helicopter Sunday. Glasgow Rangers against Hibs. It's now Rangers 1, Hibs 0. Nacho Novo scoring for Rangers. Ooh. You may remember Celtic were 1-0 up uh, in the other game uh, and two points clear. Well, this puts Rangers top. This is absolutely thrilling stuff. And we will keep you updated on all these games live on Rock and Roll Football. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football and Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Last week, we brought you a very special guest, Matt Letitiae. This week, an even more special guest, legend of <laughs> Southampton, Leeds and the mighty Nottingham Forest and Sky Sports, it's David Prutton. David, welcome to the show. Gents, good afternoon. It's my pleasure. How are we? I'm sorry that I'm not another Matt this week, unfortunately, but it's a pleasure <laughs> yeah. to be here nonetheless. Yeah, it got confusing, to be honest. <laughs> Just going around in circles, matting each other. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you here, Dave. So everyone wondering what are footballers doing during the lockdown, but more importantly, what are football pundits doing during the lockdown? <laughs> yeah, How are you filling your yeah. time? Obviously, I mean, that's high on everyone's agenda when it comes to knowing what on earth is going on in the current climate. Um, there's a lot... Pray for the well, pundits. It, it, yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Come out and clap on a Wednesday evening. Um, it's... It's, it's it's a bit surreal, isn't it? There's there's plenty of we, we've done a, a nice couple of things where we've spoken to, we've uh, done like a Zoom call with Forest players. We did one with uh, Leeds players. Did another one with with Derby that that mob down the A52 that you lot don't oh. like. Um, <laughs> and they've all been really really good. But uh, I mean, since then, obviously, they've been told to down tools for a little bit uh, to gear them up for what is, I don't know, uh, there's a prediction perhaps of when they could start again. But as we all know, I mean, that, that's as fluid as it could possibly be. It might all change next week. It might be slightly better. We just don't know. So who was on the Zoom call with the Forest? Was it the current squad or was it like your old playing it was, mates? It was, it was the current squad. It was Matty Cash and Michael <gasps> Dawson. Matty Cash, lovely lad. And I, I've known Michael Dawson for uh, a very, very long time. We also, we also had Don Goodman the on the call as well. Together. So how are you filling your time then? David, what what are you doing during the day? Well, there's been uh, there's been two weeks of the Easter holidays, which surprisingly has flown by, which I didn't think I'd say for, at, at the very <laughs> beginning of it all. Um, we're fortunate enough to be able to have a lot of things um, laid out to keep the kids occupied in the back garden. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a, a like a mouse trap, like an elongated <laughs> <laughs> mouse <laughs> keeping them outdoors. And at the very end of it is their tea, and if they don't get to the end, then they start. <laughs> Uh, yes. massive lump of cheese. Taking there you go. Yeah, a huge, a huge <laughs> block of Emmental or something like that. But the yeah, and so there's been no homeschooling. That gets back going on Monday, which has been great. Teachers around here have been fantastic. Again, lots of Zoom calls, keeping them occupied. Uh, but other than that, bits and bobs, which you would um, laughingly describe as work, um, getting hairier <laughs> by the minute. Yes, uh, I was going to say, how's the hair? How's the hair? Because, you, you know, now you're a, a Sky Sports presenter. You, you've got very good, but you've always had very good hair throughout the years. Uh, I've completely sold out, haven't I? I've sold out. Are going to see a return got... to the, the, the long Jesus look of yesteryear? That's, that's, what what I'm, that's, that's kind of, in the back of my head, I've got that. Just, yes. just to try and, obviously, as, as we meander through this all together and we, and we get to a stage where some form of what we normally do comes back into a routine and I just casually kind of and quietly sneak up and get through rehearsals and then it comes on and then suddenly everyone's looking at it like it's, I don't know, some form of kind of Yeti picture going, how on earth has he managed to wangle his way back on it looking like that? So, <laughs> sort of like second period forest look, which as we know, was a total disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 
let's not dwell on that time. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny. This is this, this is something I wanted to take up with you, chaps, because I remember chatting to um, it must have been this time last year, for I saw you at the EFL Awards, and we had a a good little catch up, and then chatting about Forest as we always do. It's I noticed that in the Leeds game. Uh, when we Leeds played Forest on a Saturday night, Forest won wonderful game of football, big crowd at the City Ground, and all that type of stuff. And we got the little box in the corner that, where we do the um, uh, studio bits from. Yeah. And as the game's going on, I, I, Forest go one up, and then I, I, there's, a, there's a section of the um, Trent end turn around shouting at the specific box, and and then I, I kind of get the gist. I'm, I think I'm, I'm aware that they're swearing really aggressively at me, and I thought. <laughs> Have I missed something here? Then I was walking back to the train station after the game and got fell into fell into step with three different Forest fans. One is pretty drunk. Was I mean he he wanted to throw me off Trent Bridge, but by the end we got to the station. I, he said, "You've just got to be nicer about it." And I thought, oh, "What do you mean nicer about?" It? I said, "But you specifically, I've never met you, mate." And he went, "No, no, the football club. The football club has done so much for us." When, when was I thinking about you? And if I am, I'm terribly, terribly sorry, Mr. 47-year-old man that's offended by me saying he's not going to win every week. It was just <laughs> utterly, <laughs> utterly surreal. So to, talking to Forest fans, as, as you fellas um, put yourselves firmly in that category, uh, I just wondered <laughs> what I've done. And, I'm, and if I have, oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, I mean, Dyson, God. do you want to break the news to him? <laughs> no, I don't think he's done anything. He hasn't done anything to upset us. I'm not aware of anything at all. <laughs> You know what for, you know what fans are like. They they're they're well within their rights to say whatever they want. And it was funny because as we were sat in this in I think it was I think Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was there and I think it was Keith Andrews, he of the lovely locks from yes, um, yes, from Dublin. Yeah. Um yeah. He, he I was kinda of looking over them quite smug it's quite smug thinking, look at these two getting it in the neck and then I thought, yeah. why is that man <laughs> staring at me? Oh, no. wow. And he, he was either telling me what the score was, which was two 0 at the time, or saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, props! On behalf of all Forest fans, we're so sorry for this trauma. This is awful news. Oh, props, mate! This has absolutely made my week. This has been such a treat. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, fellas. Look after yourselves and obviously oh, each yeah. other. Stay <laughs> safe, so props. David, Pro- what a legend! You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in the past, in 2012 and in 1999. <laughs> Dyson, what's happening with Carlisle United? The big game in Division 3, Carlisle against Plymouth. Carlisle need to win to stand any chance of staying in the Football League. And there's positive news. David Brightwell has scored for the home side. They've levelled it in the 62nd minute. Could this dramatic comeback be on? And you're not going to believe this in 2012. There's been another goal at Man City. You were not going to guess this. Jamie Mackey has scored for QPR. City are losing 2-1 at home. Man United are winning. Joey Barton has been sent off. He what? punched Tevez, then he almost oh, yeah. got in a fight with Mario Balotelli as he was leaving oh. the field of play. Oh, yeah. Man United now three points clear at the top of the league. Noel Gallagher is watching it in 2012 <laughs> for rock and roll football. Noel, what on earth is going on with that second QPR goal? You know, that was absolutely shocking. You know what I mean? Our kid could have saved that. Thank you very much, Noel. <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. 
Big news in 2005, by the way, on Helicopter Sunday up in Scotland. Celtic were 1-0 up. They're now 2-1 down at home to Motherwell. So again, wow. it looks like the helicopter might have to turn around and go to Ibrox. Um, now, talking of incredible dramas in the past, we talked last week about Ronaldinho. I can't believe how insane it turns out Ronaldinho's life is because yes. I never knew there was this aspect of him. But thanks to the, um, the, the wholesome work that our tabloids do, um, not only do we yeah. know that he's in lockdown in a presidential suite, as we told you last week, yeah, turns out because he had that... two passports. He faked the passport to get into Paraguay or something. For some reason, well, like, despite just... having the most recognisable face in football. He always seemed like a cheeky little chappy, little, you know, buck-toothed cheeky little chappy. He was very, very skillful. Seemed like a lovely guy. But perhaps well, that's not. It. I think, I think we, we, we fell into the classic trap of judging a man on his teeth. Yeah, true, just yeah. because he had funny never teeth do that. doesn't do mean that. that he's not up to no good. And it turns out this week that apparently while he was in Brazil, he tried to marry two women at the same time. Well, apart from, the, apart from the morals of it, it's just greedy. <laughs> well, he's not, he always wants two of everything. He wants two passports, two wives. <laughs> what is going on with him? So Imagine greedy. proposing, will you marry me? And hold on, and will you marry me? <laughs> I do. And what about you, mate? <laughs> I just think, you know yes. what, I think we just need some quality time, just the three of us. I mean, it's also, he's got a nightmare. I mean, the, the, the cliche of people forgetting their anniversary. He's got two people's anniversaries to forget. Yeah, so weird. So did the ceremony happen on the same day? Or was it, was it, were they both, they were unknown to each other and he just did it secretly, secret bigamist? Oh yeah, I I, you know what? I'm not sure the marriages ever went ahead. I think I think Ronaldinho was that was just a plan, possibly yeah, planning okay. to do this. Yeah, and, yes, and then didn't, right. otherwise it's it'd be like an episode. Well, it's like an episode of Men Behaving Badly or Good Night Sweetheart, isn't it? It's like some comedy yes. farce where he's got to be at two weddings at the same time, and then he's <laughs> yeah. finding excuses to run between churches, Ooh. basically the sort of Neil Morrissey of Brazil. Oh yes, there's a sitcom in this, a Ronaldinho sitcom. It's got to be in the pipeline soon, surely. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Sound the air horn in 2012 and in 1989. Double air horn action because in 2012, City have pulled level. Edin Dzeko in the 92nd minute. It's setting wow. up a grandstand finish here. But in 1989, Matt Dyson, put us out of our misery. Historic scenes here at Anfield in the 91st minute. Liverpool 1-0 up. They just needed to hold on and the first division title was theirs. John Barnes went up to the other, the other to the Arsenal goal. We thought he'd take it to the corner and try and manage the game a bit and waste a bit of time. Instead, he tried to cross it in. Uh, he tried to take on the defenders. They took the ball off him. Uh, John Lukic threw it out. A break for Arsenal. It's gone straight up the other end of the pitch. Michael Thomas is through on goal. It's it ball bobbles around a bit, but he manages to chip it over Bruce Grobelar in goal. And the amazing has happened. They needed to win 2-0 to take the title. They are about to win 2-0 here at Anfield. Wow, wow, just amazing thrills of football. You don't get this in any other part of life. It's incredible. Michael um, Thomas also, doing a little forward roll just after he scored. Oh. There's wild celebrations here. 
It's thrilling stuff. And talking of thrilling stuff, we we spoiled you earlier with, with Sky Sports star David Prutton. Well, I'm delighted to tell you that Sky Sports star Jim White is in the studio for My Sports News. That's right. It's time for My Sports News, where we read out your personal sporting news from your week. Email the show, football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Tweet us at RNRfootball. Natalie. Yes, let's start with Nate H, who tweeted the My Sports News Desk this week to say in our last local match before lockdown, my mate James took a last-minute pen and waddled it over the bar, which cost us the three points. Nearly four weeks later, we've had a report that the ball has just landed. Thanks, Nate. Thank you very much, Natalie. Katie from Richmond wanted us to know she has not taken part in any workouts or taken exercise for a full seven days. She has, however, successfully used her exercise bike as a clothes horse. A <laughs> uh, clothes horse, of course, very good for dressage. Yes, exercise clothes horse. Jim from Ebden Bridge, three, count them, three Cadbury's cream eggs in one sitting followed by a considerable amount of Gaviscon double action. Stay strong, Jim. I certainly will. Uh, that's not me, by the way. That's a different <laughs> gem, although the, the Cadbury's and Gaviscon double up is uh, one that many people oh, yeah. will have experienced in the last week. Finally, Sarah from East Kilbride needs some help from the My Sports News team. She's been nominated for the Run 5, Nominate 5, Donate 5 fundraiser by three separate friends and is yet to take on the challenge. Please can the My Sports News Desk send some motivation. Well, from all of us here, and I only speak for myself, Sarah, as well as all of us here, all the best for your Run 5, Nominate 5, Donate 5 fundraiser, as long as you don't nominate any of us. Uh, Natalie, do you have a message for Sarah from yes. East Kilbride? Yes, do not nominate me either, certainly, but good luck in the running. Absolutely right. We are fully supportive of your fundraising action. As long as you don't ask us to donate, we've got yeah. plenty on as it is. Yeah, we're not going to get involved, but have a great time. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's time for even more double air horn action in 2012 and in 1999. In 2012, this is incredible. Aguero was scored for City wow. in the 95th minute. Aguero! Meaning they do win the league. They beat QPR 3-2. And QPR, because other results went their way, managed to stay in the Premier League as well. Probably the best ever end to a Premier League season. But in 1999, there's been action as well, Matt Dyson. Yes, also in the 95th minute of the game. What goals these are in the 95th minute. And it's, I didn't know what was going on here. It was like the last few minutes. Jimmy Glass, the Carlisle goalkeeper, ran up to the other end for the corner. And the ball's bobbled around a bit it's fallen at Jimmy Glass's feet and he's kicked it into the back of the net Jimmy Glass the goalkeeper has scored Carlisle a winning 2-1 and about to stay in the football league unbelievable absolutely here. incredible uh, so it finished Carlisle 2 Plymouth 1 City 3 QPR 2 in 2012 City won the league Arsenal 2 Liverpool nil away at Anfield in 1989 and <laughs> Arsenal won the league and Rangers won, Hibs nil, Celtic lost 2-1 to Motherwell, which means that on Helicopter Sunday, Rangers won uh, the Scottish Premier League in 2005. 
of all the, I mean, uh, all of these have been amazing. But I think the last game of the season ones have been incredible, Dyson. They've been so, because you just remember these twists at the time, the exciting twists and turns and the late drama. It was an amazing time. Absolutely thrilling. It's been a pleasure uh, doing this show this weekend. Uh, tweet us at R&R Football. What games would you like us to feature in our montages next week? And what genre of games should we feature next weekend? Email us as well, football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, thank you to all of you for listening. We hope you're safe. You're in our thoughts. Keep following the government advice. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Big thanks to David Prutton. What a thrill that was. Yes. Oh, what a guy. Lovely bloke. <laughs> Well, there you go. I think that absolutely delivered. I don't think we overhyped that at the start. No, I don't think we did. I think it was a very solid retro rock and roll football podcast. I am loving doing these retro games. Just the power of it, the montages, the thrill of those last games of the season. It really yeah. makes me smile. Yeah. The last games of the season was a particularly strong one. I mean, where do we go from here? Where next? Back well, into it. international football, perhaps? I don't know. Well, this is it. I mean, they've been so, we're only narrowing it down to four each weekend, so we could always do other ends of the season, other yes, FA Cup true, finals, yeah, yeah. semi-finals, quarter-finals, just great games in general. There's, just, there's literally all of human history to pick from. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot do to some get through. Roman bladder kickers <laughs> from, uh, from, uh, from BC. Um, yeah. So thank you for all your, your tweets and emails. And of course, because we're not... Um, you know, able to read your texts on the show at the moment. Uh, your tweets and your emails really help. So tweet us at R and R Football. Um, any goals you'd like us to include in the montages, any games you'd like us to focus on, uh, and email as well, football at absoluteradio.co.uk. And while you have this extra bit of time on your hands, leave us an iTunes review. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Why not? What what are you doing that you can't spare less than a minute? To do a good deed. Yeah, just a couple of seconds. Five stars, ideally. Give us that. That's what you can do. You don't have to write a comment. You can write a comment if you want. Take a bit of extra time. And uh, yeah, the communicate with us via the comments if you want. You know, you. Send us coded messages. Yeah, great. Do what you want. But not coded threats. Can't be doing any of that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, do you know, this could be, well, obviously, do your other good deeds for the week. Help your elderly neighbours. <laughs> yes, socially yeah. distance. Or when you've done all those other things... Leave an iTunes review for rock and roll football. It's what the mm. government would want. 